Good morning, dear listener. This is the Nasco Moments Radio Show, your top weekend program. The show comes your way every Saturday at this hour, and we are happy to have you tune in again. Do you know where your children are this very moment? You must have by now heard the not too encouraging news that our country, Nigeria, has been ranked third globally in the terrible practice of open defecation. Defecating in the open is a very ancient practice. It was once believed that open defecation caused little harm, particularly when done in areas with low population, in forests, or in camping-type situations. However, with rapid development and urbanization, open defecation has become a challenge and a sore point. It ought to be viewed by all of us as an important public health concern and an issue of human dignity. With increased population in both rural and urban settings, we need to pay attention to the implications of open defecation to our individual and collective hygiene and health. In Nigeria, the worrisome trend of people who practice open defecation is appalling. In many rural communities and urban settlements, some residents engage in open defecation even where some form of sanitation infrastructure is readily available. A walk around such neighborhoods exposes one to inherent discomfort, not to mention other health hazards associated with fecal matter littering the environment. People choose fields, bushes, forests, ditches, streets, canals, or other open space for defecation. It is no wonder our dear nation is said to be ranked third globally in this ugly practice. Globally, attention is shifting towards reducing the practice of open defecation, the key aim being to achieve better sanitation practices in all communities. According to findings by UNICEF's Water, Sanitation and Hygiene, WASH, and the Multiple Indicator Cluster Survey, MICS, open defecation remains a big challenge in Nigeria. Out of the 774 local government areas in Nigeria, only five, or less than 1%, have so far been certified to be open defecation free. However, despite interventions and efforts to change the status quo through collaboration between the European Union, UNICEF and state governments, 40% of people in Nigeria still practice open defecation due to voluntary, semi-voluntary or involuntary actions. At NASCO Moments, we believe there is need to encourage open discussions about open defecation. People need to be aware of the dangers of open defecation and take consequent steps to scale up hygiene in their communities. Open defecation perpetuates the vicious cycle of disease and poverty. It is in fact widely regarded as an affront to personal dignity. Other countries where open defecation is most widely practiced are Indonesia, 54 million people, Pakistan, 41 million people, Ethiopia, 34 million, and Sudan, 17 million. These countries have one common tragic denominator. They have the highest numbers of deaths of children under the age of 5 at 45,000 per year. These same countries also have high levels of undernutrition, high levels of poverty, and large disparities between the rich and poor. Today, on your favorite NASCO Moments radio show, we have invited Dr. Fabong Jemchang, consultant, family physician, and head of critical emergency department, Plateau Specialist Hospital, Joss. Dr. Fabong Jemchang is here to discuss the important topic how individuals and relevant agencies can act to propel Nigeria and their communities out and away from being ranked third globally in open defecation. I'm Hudun Yang. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Ah, ah, Mama Shakara. Eh? This is your shabby city shine. <laughs> and I 
How don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and so? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Dr. Fabon, it's good to have you on the NASCO Moment Show today. Thank you. So let's um, start the discussion by... Please explaining to us what open defecation entails. Okay, by, by a simple way of definition, um, open defecation is a human practice of defecating or passing um, feces. Um, of course, this is made in the open environment other than the toilet. And of course, examples of this open environment could be the open fields, it could be canals, it could be ditches, it could be open um, water bodies, it could also be farms, and then it could be in the forest or some of the shops around. And when human beings defecate outside of this environment, it is basically described as um, open defecation. Mm, and I've, what I've noticed also about our, our environment, the rocks and the hills that we have around as well. Yes, yeah, certainly. Mm. Yeah. Now, what are the major reasons why people defecate openly? Okay, before I even get to that, it is estimated that about 12% of the entire world's population practice this open defecation. And that could amount to about um, 829 million people, massive 829 million people. And Nigeria, of course, there's a fluctuation because um, the rankings could either go up or come down. As at last year, Nigeria was ranked fifth in the world. And of course, we have um, close to 48 million people in this country practicing um, open defecation. And that's a massive, uh, massive number of people. And of course, it's scattered across across the 771 local governments because you have a total of 774 local governments in the federation. So if you have 771 practicing open defecation, then we have barely just three or, or so that um, are open defecation free. That's the right term to use. And of course, there are different reasons why people practice open defecation. Of course, one top on the list is poverty. Poverty would lead to poor infrastructure, poor housing, and then the planning is also poor. And then, of course, the education of the people, because once the people are not adequately educated, there is a chance that they practice open defecation. And then we have lack of information to, to people. You mustn't go to school, but once information is available, people are, are empowered to take informed decisions. Of course, we have also cultural practices in some areas. Um, people don't, opposite sex don't even share toilet facilities, even if they are in the same household and then of, so of course some people see nothing wrong with it and of course that could affect the behavioral pattern of the people but i give you an example there are educated people in town that if they go to the villages and even if their house have toilets, they prefer to go to, to the open bush to defecate. And then, of course, you have people from the rural area that visits us in town. And with the to to uh, toilet facilities, they also prefer to look for the nearby bush to defecate. So these are some of the reasons why people practice um, open defecation. Mm. But largely, it's a behavioral problem and it's a cultural issue. Okay. Um, 
So that gives us the understanding that even though you have toilet facilities, it just depends on your background and uh, what you feel. But um, and, and it's just a little hard for me to understand why you have a facility in your house and you would go out. It just doesn't make sense. But you've said it's basically about your background, your education and all of that. Okay, we'll return to continue on the NASCO Moments radio show. Thank you for joining us. This is a very critical discussion which we hope that you'll stay tuned to learn more about as we return. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm, Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. You're welcome back, dear listener, to the NASCO Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Dr. Favong Jemchang, consultant, family physician, and head of critical emergency department, Plateau Specialist Hospital, JOS. We are examining how individuals and relevant agencies can act to propel Nigeria and communities in Nigeria out from being ranked third globally in open defecation. Now, uh, with open defecation, as we've said, we, we already have, what are the environmental hazards of this practice? They're massive. They're massive, um, ranging from a disruption of the, the ecosystem to um, proliferation and spread of diseases around. Uh, I want to start with uh, environmental hazards. Of course, um, when people um, defecate openly, there's a contamination of, of the microbes, and then, of course, there are toxins that have been introduced into the eco- ecosystem. And the ecosystem may not have the power or the ability to neutralize or absorb them. And of course, these have adverse effects on the environment. And of course, what, what are the adverse effects these have on the environment? Take, for instance, if you defecate in open water bodies, it affects the aquatic life there. Of course, because the acidity of the water will increase automatically, or the alkalinity of the water will increase automatically, and then it affects. Um, the aquatic life from fishes and other microbes, and then of course, um, you can you if you look um, critically, you see water bodies having massive algae, um, this greenish substance that grow on top of the water, and then of course it pollutes the water as well. So these are some of the things you see when people. Um, um, defecate um, in, in in the open or in on uh, water bodies, and of course, when they defecate in canals, in ditches, in forests, and then you have rainfall, massive rainfall. Of course, it washes um, this fecal matter into our environment, and then of course, you some of them are an, an eyesore. In fact, if you, if you look at a fecal matter that um, has been has been moved by water bodies or stuff like that, it's something that you you don't feel comfortable around. And then, of course, this this the stinking and the smell of the environment is is it in itself a, a health hazard to the environment. And then, of course, we no more have safe water. That's the truth. So these are some of the 
the the issues you have with the environmental hazard now you you come to to diseases we have waterborne diseases we have vector borne diseases that are as a result of um, um open defecation okay i tell you if, if if you've heard of massive diarrhea in an environment you've heard of increased incidence of of, of typhoid and hepatitis a because these are fecal orally um, transmitted diseases it means that you can get them from contaminated food or water and then of course you you have had massive outbreak of cholera this these are some of the the health implications of of this and then of course you have flies around if you have flies around because they are vector borne diseases these flies go to to sit on fecal matter and then and then of course they pick it and deposit on food items and then when people eat they, they can come down with some of these diseases i mentioned like cholera and um, severe diarrhea of other forms typhoid hepatitis a and their likes and of course there is a vicious cycle between these diseases and malnutrition particularly in children because if a child suffers severe diarrhea it leads to malabsorption and then of course the child may not have the ability to even um, absorb nutrients from the from the guts okay. and then of course that could lead to severe malnutrition in children and then of course the immunity also of the people living in the environment will naturally go down because diseases will have a direct relationship with immunity and then yeah okay, okay you uh, say. earlier on you uh, when we were talking about open defecation you uh, linked it to poverty but when we now say that you mentioned earlier on that even educated people who go to the village even where uh, there is a toilet facility they still prefer to defecate in the open now why would an educated person do that that's where the, the cultural and the traditional practices comes into play because it's not just a question of poverty and if we say poverty of course poverty accounts for the bigger percentage or the biggest percentage of of the practices of open defecation but we didn't stop there we talked about education we talked about information and we talked about traditional and cultural practices as well of course most of the people who are resident in the urban centers migrated also from the rural centers so once a behavior a behavioral pattern of a person has been formed the reason why he does not defecate in the open here is because there's no available bush for him to go <laughs> yes that's the truth and uh, of course i've seen very educated people that when they once they go to the village even their house they have very wonderful houses with wonderful toilet facilities but they take a walk to the mountains and to the nearby bushes and and they do that so you you, you uh, uh, besides of course of course open defecation has also been implicated in the spread of helmets that's um, hookworms and then of course hookworm once a child um, um, is infested with helmets it affects his absorption of nutrients as well so it brings about um, these um, issues of um, and malnutrition as well okay. okay what about the opposite sex mm -hmm. women go to defecating bushes they, uh, some of them go at night they, they are assaulted by people some of them are raped and then of course some are being stung by all forms of insects and and some are being bitten by snakes as well and some other reptiles so, so you see yes so, yeah, those, are, so those are some of the, the the hazards you have around the environment now let's talk about how we can uh, tackle this issue the government would be key in combating this problem but what other initiatives are required of individuals and communities uh, to take action in order to address or even minimize open defecation? Okay, one of which is, is the provision of, of basic toilet facilities. You see, in this country, we don't have public toilets. Where I know in the, in the past, we used to have some of them where people can give a token when they are pressed in, in urban centers, in the markets and stuff like that. And outside the, the basic um, traders association and people who provide this, government has not um, stepped up their game to provide basic toilet facilities around. And of course, 
that's one thing government will need to do to provide toilet facilities to people around so that um, um, open defecation can be minimized. Some people go into 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 their hiding and defecate in in leather and polythene bags and whatever. And then you wake up in the street and then you see you see even in the afternoon um, that's popul popularly called the short put. It's not common around here, but if you go to the southwest, you you find streets littered with, with um, littered with fecal um, materials and, and and that's that's some that's it's undesirable. And of course we we need to start a corrective civic education too. Government needs to, to be deliberate about this, to, to come to bring about um, um, a, a, um, um, this civic education to, to tell the people the hazards of, of open defecation um, to the environment and to their health. What can individuals and communities do? Yes, of, co part? of course. There, there are communities that defecating in the open is, is a serious problem in the community. Once you are, you are found, they will find you. And, 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 I, and I grew up in, in part of some of these communities too. They, they are not government that are doing it, but it's, it's the people in the community who understood this, the, the hazards of open defecation. So they, they made a deliberate effort to do that. And then, of course, they also give incentives to people who, who practice um, proper um, disposal of fecal matter as well, and which is what we want government to do. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, and, and I can remember this new federal legislation, as against open defecation. It's of late that government is beginning to look at that to see if they can do that. But of course, there's a fantastic roadmap that the federal government has brought on board concerning the management of, of, of fecal matter or as against um, open defecation. And um, oh, you want to yes, say something? Yes, you talked about risks for, for women uh, defecating in the open, especially at night. What about children? What are the risks for them? Yeah, the, the risk is, is, is almost the same. But in most instances, you know, the children don't go alone. They are being led by somebody. And if it is in the night, in most of the instances, the fathers take them. But of course, that, uh, because the father is there, it reduces the risk of assault and, and being raped. And, but it does not take away the risk of being stung by an insect or being bitten by a snake or any other reptile. So it's, it's still the same issues you find with women that you find with children, of course. But the hazards of assault is, is, is being reduced because, of course, the presence of the father there in most instances, except, of course, if the father is not there and if the mother takes the child out, you see, it's, it's, a, it's a double problem for both the child and, and the mother. Mm. So, so it's, it's something that's pathetic. All right. It's the Nasco Moments radio talk show. And uh, today we're talking about open defecation. What is your responsibility towards stopping or eradicating it? Join us again right after this break. For whatever flavor you may need. Yes, Nasco, Nasco, quality biscuits. So crunchy and so creamy. Yes, Nasco, Nasco, quality biscuits. It's open, fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you Get what you need for everybody. Take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, Ask go. away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. If you're just joining us, this is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our topic is how individuals and relevant agencies can act to propel Nigeria and its communities out and away from being ranked third globally in open defecation. Our guest is Dr. Fabong Jemchang, consultant, family physician, and head of critical emergency department Plateau Specialist Hospital Joss. You you just mentioned before we went on break about no laws against open defecation. Should there be? Yeah, there should. 
there should there are, there are local governments in, in in this federation that have laws. And um, example is Bekwara local government in Cross River State, and then of course we have also the the Yala communities there. Uh, as a matter of fact, if they find you defecating in the public, you either pay a fine of between five to twenty thousand. And of course, when UNICEF did their 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 survey, one, those, those local governments are one of those that have been mentioned to be to be open defecation free. And um, and of course, while I was a child, between 1981, 1981 to 1986, the laws in River State as, as against open defecation is also something very they take it very seriously. And once a child is caught. They just take him until the parents come to bail him out. And of course, because that has helped, I think there should be a deliberate effort to have laws that would um, um, forbid open defecation. But of course, government will also need to provide facilities and then they need to improve on the infrastructural development. Once you have this in place, you can you can enact laws. And then of course, when people, people just build houses and um, government do not um, um, go to see what kind of houses are they building, are those housing having, how, is having toilet facilities and the likes and these are things these are things we need to but rightfully it's it's the right thing to do there needs to be laws to prohibit open defecation and now let's talk about government sanitation programs the ones that we have currently running uh, in the state how do you think they can be strengthened to combat open defecation and what is your impression of these uh, sanitation programs in general yes the, the sanitation program in general has helped in keeping the environment clean amazingly our, our people don't have the, the habit of sanitation so it has to be enforced and this this has direct bearing on us as people which is why we said there must be a civic education of the people and then you have to give some incentives to people who have helped keep their environment healthy people have to understand that there are things government don't need to do for you keeping your environment healthy it's it's keeping you healthy as well it keeps it keeps away these diseases and hazards around your environment but if the federal government or the state government will have to deliberate to be deliberate to enforce some of these laws and then of course the legislations with stiffer penalties i tell you if if the federal government needs an average of 2.9 trillion naira that's about 8.3 billion to be able to to eradicate this open defecation so it's a massive massive thing and of course if we have to attend the, the the sustainable development goals number six it goes to show that we have to be deliberate about this and then the government will need to step up because it's not just enough in the past while we were children sanitary officers get into people's rooms they check toilet facilities now they just come and pass around and then it's just restricting them. yes they just restrict movement so restricting movement is, is not the same as going to the root to be sure that this environment are free of some of these hazards. But in the past, when while we were children, I tell you, they enter into houses. I've seen this, I witnessed this, to check if your toilet facilities are good, if they are clean and stuff like that. And if they are not, you follow them, they find you. So with government, we have to take an extra step in the right direction to make sure the practice that was before is, is brought back and then there needs to be also improvement in some of this. Mm. All right, the UN has set the year 2030 as the goal to achieve an open defecation-free world. Do you think Nigeria is positioned for this leg race? And if yes, how? If yeah. not, why? <clears throat> well, I wouldn't be a pessimist. I'm optimistic. Where, where there's a will, there's always a way. And I think the federal government of Nigeria has the resources to, to achieve this. We have done some something bigger than this. And of course, it's just the will and it's having the right people in the right place. I, I think it's something that is achievable and it's just simple. It's, it's opening civic discussion. And then, of course, we need to be open in discussions with open defecation. 
there's there's not there's nothing like we it's not something we should discuss we should take the news down to the rural areas amazingly people in the rural areas some of them are just misinformed or they don't have the information the moment they have the information they, their behavioral um, pattern changes so government as i mentioned earlier must be deliberate and if they are deliberate about this i think it's something that we can achieve in the year 2030 we can we can get out of out of this this small and appalling ranking of being third in the mm. world in open defecation well, like you said said we just need to be deliberate so uh, as we conclude what are your final thoughts on this topic well um, well it's it's timely topic and yet timeless in its application and, and I must say that this these are some of the topics that when people take time to listen they are very very empowered because knowledge is, is power as well and of course people need to understand that your health is your wealth and of course this there are things that you do that jeopardizes your health and there are things that you do that improves your health one of which is practicing open defecation people need to, from here I, I believe that people have on got some little a basic education on open defecation the hazards of open defecation and then of course we, because I, I spoke about hepatitis a hepatitis a also kills people it's not just hepatitis b and hepatitis c amazingly hepatitis a is fecal orally transmitted and open defecation is one of those um, predisposing or, or factors that have been implicated in the transmission of such diseases people have to understand the, the massive massive implication of open defecation and take charge because once you are empowered with information it's up to you to take to, to behave in a manner that's that makes you free from this so I, I, I believe our listeners have gotten enough and of course they, they've gotten the basic minimum that they should take charge of their health from from our discussion so far certainly and uh, that's a good place to conclude the discussion I think uh, the media can also follow up if we can see documentaries and take them to the villages for people to actually understand the implications of open education. Maybe we can begin uh, to make them have a change of heart towards this. Uh, I've been speaking this morning on the Nasco Moments radio show with Dr. Fabong Jamchang on the important topic of how individuals and relevant agencies can act to propel Nigeria and their communities out and away from being ranked third globally in open defecation. We hope that uh, you will join in the fight against open defecation. Dr. Fabon, thank you again for being here. Thank you, Hudu. Dear listener, we have to end the show here, but remember to follow the program on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or on Twitter using the handle at NASCO group. Freely send your feedback on any, on any aspect of the NASCO Moment show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. The Nasco Moments Trivia Question segment is here. This week, we want you to tell us the name and rank of the acting president, Society for Family Health Physicians in Nigeria. Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and include your name and location. The NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and Content Development, Suranu Megadi and Harun Audu. Production Coordinator, Solomon Audu and Suranu Megadi. I am Hudun Gyan. Please avoid using open spaces to defecate. Mm-hmm.